Welcome to the virtual church with Victory Bible Church International, Love Sanctuary Takradi, where Jesus is exalted and His love demonstrated. Now, the sermon. God bless you for coming to church. Amen. Amen. God richly bless you. We don't take it for granted at all. Amen. Amen. On behalf of our head pastor, I say, God bless you. Amen. God richly bless you for coming to church. It's very important. Amen. Amen. And I know today you are going to be blessed. Amen. Amen. Our daddy is praying for us. He's somewhere else attending to a very important thing. But he's praying for us and he's watching us. Amen. Amen. But I know today God is going to bless you. Amen. God is going to bless you. He has already blessed you. Amen. He's just going to activate those ones that are dormant. So that you can be active, you can be free to serve him. Amen. Amen. Daddy has been teaching about meditation. He started with prayer. Yes, he started with prayer and last week he spoke about meditation. So These are practical things that will lift you to the next level. Don't just come and listen and go home and forget about it. You will not see any improvement in your life if you do that. But listen to the word again. If you have data, go to Facebook, go and listen to it again. If you don't know how to do it, what you have written, please go back to your notes and revise. These are practical Christian living. And yet, I claim it, I claim it all the time. Amen. But it will take you and change your life. Amen. Amen. Please, all these messages, you don't hear them. Unless somebody who loves you will tell you the truth. So please listen and practice it. Practice makes a man perfect. Amen. Amen. Start small, small. You get there. Because the Holy Spirit is with you. Amen. Amen. Today I want to talk about something. Do you know the person sitting by you? Do you know his or her name? Did you say hello to the person or good morning this morning? I know when Esme started, he said we should go around and greet each other. But so one can't come here, sure they beat you. Isn't it not true? Amen. But we are sitting here, we can't even say hello to each other. It is important that anytime you come and you see somebody sitting by you, just say hello, good morning. Acknowledge the person. Today I want to talk about who is my neighbor. Who is my neighbor? A Pharisee asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? He said, who is my neighbor? I remember those times. 
That was 2001 when I completed my first degree. I thought the whole world would be at my feet. Because those that I saw in the final year, even those in the third year going to their fourth year at the university, they had jobs before they completed. So some of them will go to work they go to work. Some, some of them in the night. Sometimes on weekends. So before you complete your education, you already have a job. At the back of my mind, I thought it was the same. Until I started writing application letters. I started working for Mashalabuchi to Osu. I'll walk around the ridge area, then you can see my heels, my shoe heels. Why a fan or so That was when I realized that it is not smooth. It is not like that. When I met my colleagues, who were telling me the same story. As for the ladies, don't go there. The big men want to do something before they employ them. And when they were sharing their stories, I said, oh, so it is not smooth. Even when you propose to a lady, any lady you propose to that, he will tell you, oh, yes. I've accepted you. That lady is not correct. Because he needs to go back. Go and do the assessment of you from your head to your toe before you say yes. Let me take myself for example. When I proposed to my wife, it took two years for her to say yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Two years. Yes. Ah, so for me. I'll show you Amen. It was not smooth. People get married. And they think that after getting married, everything, every problem must be solved. When you start life, when your parents are taking care of you, you always think that Life is like that. It's smooth. Until you hit a pothole. I don't know whether Ghana pothole or Nigerian pothole. And you realize that there are things you need to overcome. When I travel abroad, and I met Ghanaians, they, were, they are very hardworking, even as I'm talking to you today. Ghanaians can do about three or four jobs in a day. I'm telling you, over here, they won't do it. 
Over there, they can do four hours here, two hours there, three hours, the whole day. Every day. No holiday. Because holiday, they will, they will give you about three times what you take per hour. Why do you want to stay at home? When your bills are piling up on a weekly basis. So the Ghanaians work hard. But I also saw Ghanaians who work so hard but cannot afford a flight back home. They work so hard that you expect that they, they have a lot of money to do anything. But even when you add them $1,000 or 1,000 pounds, that's when you see hippic. So things are not smooth. Sometimes we think when people travel, when we look at when we look at the Good Samaritan, the story about the Good Samaritan. When Jesus said, "Look, look, look, ten. Let's look at Luke ten, verse twenty-nine. Okay, Luke ten twenty-nine. Going, but he willing to justify himself, talking about the the the, the Pharisee." said unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. The man was traveling. One day, the man was traveling. One day, we started Jobs. One day we started business until the taxman started harassing us. Until the products we have bought, people are not buying. That is when we faced reality. When you have bought the items, the most annoying aspect of the whole thing is that when you go and borrow money to buy the products and the people are not buying. And people are after you. Your lenders are after you. That is when you face reality. When people have started business, they are telling you all sorts of stories that yes, the product it moves. You will go and buy the products. And you realize that the products are not moving. Sometimes emotional abuse. People abuse you emotionally. It might not be physical things all the time. But a word from someone will create a wound in your body. One day, the man left Jerusalem to go to Jericho. He never anticipated that he will be attacked by robbers. Most of the time, we talk about the good Samaritan. Today, I want to talk about that man. He left in the morning that he's moving from Jerusalem to Jericho. That was when he was attacked. Most of the time, 
We are told that when you become a believer, everything is 100%. But if God is supposed to remove what we are wearing now, we will see wounds on our bodies. Sometimes it is not the physical wound that we see. Sometimes financial wounds, emotional wounds, psychological wounds, and then the physical wound. People have lost jobs. People cannot move forward because of the wounds they carry. What sort of wound are you carrying? We have dressed nicely, nicely, nicely. As you take, as I take off my, my dress now, you see my wounds, psychological, mental, they are all here. So we all carry wounds. So anybody that comes to church, know that the person is carrying wound. There's nobody walking on this earth who is not having a wound one way or the other. So that is why when they come, people come, then the ushers will tell them, please sit here. They ah, then there's fire. Why should I sit here? Why should I do this? Already, no. something has happened. No, no, something has happened already, so it is there. So, so anything small triggers something. Then issues escalate. Amen. 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 So when you come and you see the way people are behaving, please. Treat them with respect. Treat them with caution. Not because of my behavior, you, you, you put me in a certain bracket. You don't know what I'm carrying. You don't know what I've gone through. Any small thing. Then I get agitated. Carrying a wound. Sometimes a word from a husband or a wife will be a wound on you. Sometimes at the workplace. Sometimes at home. Sometimes even your own children who are adults will say some things. They will, I, yesterday somebody was telling the mother the mother was a witch. The mother will carry that wound. There's a wound on each and every one of us. But Jesus is merciful. Jesus is merciful. Amen. 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 Is God blessing us? Yes, sir. So we carry a wound. Each and every one of us carries a wound. Amen. Amen. People are wounded. Some are very nice. You see them very nice, but they are wounded. Some, some, some people academically, they are wounded. Every exam they will write, they will fail. It's not their fault. Oh. But by the time they will get there, I will give you a typical example as I speak. Amen. So people are wounded. So you are not alone. Don't think you you alone have a problem. Amen. Amen. So when the ushers also tell you, please also take your time and talk. Also, usher too is wounded. 
We may look nice, but deep within us, we are wounded. And the church serves as a hospital for all the wounded people. That's the most powerful thing God has done So we are, we are all, all of us here, we are wounded. But we have come to Dr. Jesus to save us. Amen. Amen. If you look at the Good Samaritan, the story of the Good Samaritan, the priest passed by the other side. The Levites who are church workers, they also pass by the other side. Amen. Amen. Sometimes church workers, we are more concerned about the church work more than God's work. I'm not saying it's not good though, but your concern should be for the people. If I am singing, I should sing so that people' lives will change. If I'm cleaning chairs, as I'm cleaning, I am praying that whoever sits on that chair, God will touch that person. God is interested in the people, not the things we do. Amen. 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 The Samaritan was also looked as, as somebody who is an outsider. People will look down on you. People will say so many things. But have this thing in mind. That man is diseased. And every man needs the one who will restore us back to life. Let me give you some types of wounded people. People who are wounded. Once you understand them, you will appreciate your neighbor. That was why I said, who is your neighbor? Let's look at something from John 5. John 5 verse 3. Are you there? Are you there? John 5 verse 3. Okay, let me read. From, let, me see even, let me start from verse 1 up to 3. Then... We can understand it better. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of impotent folk. Please note the word impotent folk for me. Impotent folk. Of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Amen. 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 One of the types of wounded people are impotent folks. When I say impotent folks, everybody's mind goes to one thing. But that's not what I'm talking about. Because like, a lot of the, uh, the uh, herbal medicine cures um, sexual from we the men. But it's not true. Every man has a problem, but that's not true. 
Amen. Amen. But important folks. Amen. Amen. We have people who are important in life. People are important in life. They can't just function. Amen. Amen. They can't just function. Anything you give it to them, that thing will fall out of their hands. There are people who their parents have handed them businesses and that businesses have collapsed. These are important people. They can't just sustain pressure. Anything that comes to them, pressure at work, they will resign right now. These are important folks. Anything good given to them, that thing collapses. And we have people, all, all these people are around us. They will start something. It's not that they will start, they will start something, but that thing will collapse. They can't sustain the pressure. Do you find yourself in that situation? Some some people they will go to school. Matthew, you are dead. Matthew, you are dead. The Matthew, you are dead. The man will feel. Oh, this course is difficult. Oh, this thing is difficult. And they will just give up. These are important folks. They cannot sustain pressure. Amen. Amen. Anything they start, it fails. They just don't have the ability to sustain something. Amen. Amen. They don't just let things happen. They just let go. These are important folks. Then we have another type of wounded people. They are blind folks. For, for them, they don't see any opportunity. Even this time when inflation is about 23%, they don't see any opportunity. They don't do anything. Oh, they don't see any opportunity. They are blind. They are also people who are wounded. There's so much opportunity all around us. But these people don't see anything. They are always blind. They are always complaining. They are always complaining. These are wounded people. Opportunities all around them, but they say there's no opportunity. When even somebody tells them to apply for a job, I've applied several times. They don't call me, so I won't apply. Even when they are ready for, they are ready to marry, the, the ladies will come, the good ones will come, uh, they will never propose. When the lady brings them an invitation card, then they collapse. When you send woman, up and once a man, a cat, everyone there, onion, obiape, no kudum, which are she. These are blind people. You know me and Kofa when you fra. Amen. Amen. The third wounded people I want to talk about 
Those are halted folks. Halt, H-A-L-T. Halt. Um, if they are moving now, then they stop. You know, kind of huh. Halted people. They don't make any progress. They don't make any change in their life. They take one step forward, two steps back. They are halted in life. When they start, they stop. Today, they want to, they want to do science. Tomorrow, they want to do business. The next day, they want to be a lawyer. The next day, they want to be a doctor. They want to do everything. They don't start something and complete. Amen. Amen. These are halted folks. They are wounded. Amen. Amen. But you are in the house of grace who meet you at the point of your need. The fourth wounded people I want to talk about are people who have their hands weighted. They start on a good note. They start on a good note. And then you see them shrinking. There are classmates who were very intelligent. First class students. But you don't hear from them anymore. People start business so well. Like businesses have come and gone. Oh. Big, big ones. But you don't, hear, you don't hear of them again. People will get married. So nice. People, people, nice. Within a couple of years. You don't hear from them again. People start churches. Big churches. In those I can remember that comes of mind. But you don't hear of them again. They are withered folks. Amen. 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 Is God speaking to us? I pray that once we understand, we'll appreciate people. Once you know that these are the type of people that we work with, you will appreciate them. The next wounded people I want to talk about are people who are always in sin. The greatest problem of mankind is not corruption. I was just driving on this road because I've not been here for quite a while. And I saw that this road is just getting spoiled. Some places you can see the cracks. And I say this road is not more than five years. Amen. Amen. But you can see that it was not properly done. In the next couple of years, you see big portals on this road. But that is not our greatest problem. The greatest problem of mankind is not bribery. It's not corruption. But it is sin. Sin creates wounds on our bodies. And once it gets infested, then it destroys us. Some people are, they, 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 they have, they have um, how do you call it? They have embedded bitterness. 
Some people deliberately they will harm you. Some people deliberately they will lie. I was just talking to someone yesterday. I said, I find it very difficult to work with artisans. Plumbers, electricians, electrician for uh, what the tailors, tailors. Mention them carpenters. Carpenter for. Mention them. Plenty. Their yes is different. They are no is different. So anytime I'm talking to one of them. Whenever they are talking, I smile. The yes is a no. Today, today is next month. They have done it. Uh, and now, I, if I want to work with you, somebody must recommend you before I can work with you. Even when people have recommended them, they still fail you. Amen. 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 And you know, these things go on and on and on. Such that. Anytime you see people of that nature, it triggers something within you. You get agitated. Because already you have a wound. You don't know who to trust. Somebody walked to me yesterday. He wants, he wants to do some work. So I want to read. I want to do this. My heart wanted to give him something. But the wound I carry comes to mind. I can't trust him. I can't trust him. I always pray to God to give me strength. Because I've seen people that have tried to help who have turned their back and they will backstab you. It serves as a wound. I don't know whether I've said it here. There was a young guy about, when was that, 2015 or so, we were doing redundancy. I think that time I was in Takwa. I was in Takwa. And I told my boss, I said, this guy, I will not lay him off. I have the power to keep him or to take him away. So I said, you, I'll move you from here. I will take you to another town to go and work. I, I said it with my heart. So I told him, I said, think about it. Otherwise, I will add your name to people to be laid off. I was there later in the evening when my boss called. And he said, what's going on? Ah, the thing we are doing now is all over the place. I said, I don't understand the English you are talking about. And he says, a young man has said something is all over. Management are discussing about it. And I said, ah, but I just went to him. I didn't even call him on the phone. I drove there. I sat with him. I said, this is what is on the table. You are a young guy. If you go home now, the money will give you six months in 
But I will advise that will move you from this place to another town. Go and start your life there. You have your monthly money, everything. The guy thought I want to uh, pull him down. I want to do him bad because I'm moving him from one place to the other. So he, went to, he, went, he went to inform his godfathers and godmothers. But me, I'm not an, a politician. I'm not an NDC. I'm not MPP. If it's A, if it's A, if it's B. So I told my boss, don't worry. Let's, I put all everything on my head. I, I made a mistake. I should have added his name to it a long time. No policeman will arrest me. But I thought it wise that I want to help you. So you put all the blame on me. When they insult you, tell them that it's me. I made a mistake. It was not even two months, three months the guy left. If I tell you today how his life is, you weep for him. It has served as a wound. So anytime I want to help people, there are instant, I can tell you plenty instances. Anytime I want to help people, it comes to mind. And I always <laughs> and I always remember. I work with a certain institution. And they were telling me that anytime a client is sitting before you, what they tell you only 10% is true. 90% of what they are telling you is not true. So anytime anybody is talking to me, it has been here for more than 15 years. So whilst you are talking, I'm looking behind you, the 90 that you have not spoken. consider 90. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I have a wound. I'm also human. I have a wound. I'm also telling you that you also have a wound. Amen. Amen. We all have one thing or the other that we carry along. But there is something that I want you to know. Let's look at something from Luke 5, 18 to 20. Luke 5, 18 to 20. Are you there, please? Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father and making himself equal. Okay? And the verse 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Very, very, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do. For what things never he doeth, these also doeth the son likewise. For the father loved the son and showed him all things that he himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. There was a point, let me go to 20, 20, 
There was, okay, 20, okay. For the father loved the son and showed him all things that he himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. Amen. Amen. Let's look at 23. That all men should honor the son, even as they honor the father. He that honoreth not the son, honoreth not the father which has sent him. Amen. Amen. All I'm trying to say that if sin is sorted out in our lives, everything will fall into place. The sin of man, no doctor, no man can solve that problem except Jesus Christ. There's no man who can heal our disease of sin. Anytime we sin, we create wounds. Not sometimes not on our bodies, but on the body of someone. When we lie, we create a wound on someone. And those wounds can get infested. And those things can destroy us. So when we come to God, we are not able to freely serve him. Because at every point in time, even the color red somebody is wearing, can trigger something within us. So I try as much as possible that any time I come to church and go to any other church, I close my eyes. I don't want to see you when I'm worshiping so that I cannot be distracted. I can focus because I don't want your shoe I don't want your dress. I don't want your perfume to distract me. Because I want to be focused so that the wounds I carry can be healed. But rather will not be compounded. So have that mind. John said, this is the son let me go back to it. Let me go back so that I can read it for us to understand it better. Let's look at something from um, John 1, verse 29. John 1, 29. The next day, John said, Jesus coming into him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. As it says, John, oh, who there, oh, be our banana, Benin, nor can there, in your, a guambana, oh, you be at the bonacon. So Jesus is the only one. Who can take away the sin of the world? If you look at Luke 5, Luke 5 18, I think the one I was reading was the wrong one. Luke 5 18 to 20. And behold, men brought a man in bed, a man who was sick. They brought him to Jesus through the roof. Now I want us to listen to what Jesus said. Let's read the verse 23. The Pharisees were questioning Jesus, and Jesus said, which one is easier? Thy sins be forgiven, or to say, rise up and walk. Was it Papabia or Yarim Bubuino Dam Pado? Was it Luke Jesus? Bra what Padano do not want to one of them. Now, one who perceived one who's a Jesus, I ye, no, or be some one who's him. Now, Jesus, on Yanats and Kemono, or be some one so there. No more mana, none kind oyakana, and answer the oyadin. There was Obonacho, and answer the son and answer. And when you read John 1 as we read, John said, this is the lamb 
of God who takes away the sin of the world. With the wounds we carry, can only be healed by Jesus. Most of us have started something. They are halted. They are withered. They have become impotent. Jesus is the only one who can do it. When you are healed, without your sin being forgiven, you cannot prosper. You cannot take the next step. But when your sins are forgiven, every disease, every wound that is on you will be healed automatically. So your healing is linked to salvation. Anytime you remember something bad, because of Jesus, you still want to go forward. Because he has healed you. You want to support. You don't want to leave it as it is. Although you have started it hundred times, you want to start again. Because it gives you that confidence you have never had. That confidence that deprives you of that strength. Today, if you have any wound, I want you to be on your feet. I want you to be on your feet. Whether yours is withered, whether yours is halted, whether yours is an impotent one, be on your feet. If it is sin that is depriving you of the progress you are supposed to make in life, Jesus is here. Jesus, as you have come to him, he will heal you. The young man took their friend and dropped him in front of Jesus. Jesus could have said, take your bed and walk. But he said, your friend your sins are forgiven. Because once you are healed, once your sins are forgiven, automatically healing comes. We have come to Jesus. He's here to heal us. Today I could have talked about father father. But God wants me to talk to you about wounds. So that we will know how to handle our neighbors well. Every neighbor, everybody carries something. But this morning, Jesus is here. I want you to open your mouth. Be sincere to yourself. Don't look at me. Don't look at us. Don't look at the person by you. You know, you know, you know, you know the wood you carry. It can be bitterness. Maybe the promise your husband or your wife made to you, the person has failed and you are still carrying the thing. It's a wound. It's a wound. There are some who write exams. There is a friend. The day we were going to write exams, he slept high in the afternoon. We finished the exam. A very brilliant student. University. University. He slept high. We went back. Ah, Charlie, you look come to write the exam. Final year. They have halted him. You are one of them. 
Are you one of them? Anything good, brilliant, excellent. You start by the time you realize there's a full stop. But when you bring it to Jesus, he said, Your sins are forgiven. You have carried the wound, he has forgiven you. Sofado, when he was ministering this morning, said it. Sofado, your mind didn't go on to that. But Jesus is here. Jesus to heal you. I want you to open your mouth. Will you open your? You talk to God. Talk to Him. I'm giving you two minutes. Talk to Him. That bitterness, that anger, that thing within you that triggers you are, you are some, some people they can't even say it. Those things are hampering your prosperity, it's hampering your progress. And there are some people it is even hampering their health because their pressure is above the roof. Talk to God. You changed my destiny with the awesome price you paid. Now I can say. Thank you for listening. Follow us on YouTube and on Facebook at Prosper Asamoah for more of these teachings. God bless you.